Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. The show is award-winning, by the way. (laughs) Just got to (laughs) say. Thanks, Jack. Jack is pointing out that the show is award-winning. Uh, because my pastor says it is, so that's yeah, awesome. That's, that's, that's how it works. Good enough logic. It's great. Uh, anyway, we're here today with Nick. Hey, Nick, welcome back. <laughs> hello. With Blair. Hello, Blair. Hello, thank Blair you. Blair wanted to be um, introduced as a frequent guest, so... I think my record supports that title. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Jack, hello, Jack. What's cracking? And Dominic, returning guest. What's up? And also Nate, also a returning guest. Hi, thank you for having me. Oops, sorry. Hey. Hi, thank you for having me. I pulled the mic right away from him. Okay, Um, so you can tell we're like ready to go today because our topic is the most exciting thing we could possibly be talking about. We're talking about the mass today Um, because if you're a parent of Catholic kids, it may be no surprise to you that not every Catholic teenager is fully engaged in the mass and super excited about going to mass. So I rounded up this collection of young Catholic men who love to go to mass and who are excited about it. So... Um, we wanted them to explain why that is. Uh, so tell me, guys, how has your understanding of the Mass changed and evolved as you've matured? I think um, a lot of times when we were younger, um, it's a lot of information being, you know, not thrown at us, but just given to us, and we don't really uh, understand or comprehend it well. And as I've gotten older, I've started to, you know, realize what actually happens at mass and what's going on and why why it happens the way it does and it's helped me to um have a better relationship with Jesus Christ and to grow in my faith with others around me how how have you gotten to n- understand better like did it just happen or have there been um i think there's been experiences at mass and uh like i've served a lot, and that's kind of helped me understand why we do certain things at the times we do them. What about the rest of you? How has your understanding of Mass evolved as you've matured? Um, well, when I was younger, I was that one kid who would like throw a fit before every Mass. Like I wouldn't like get in my church clothes until like, two minutes before we had to leave and stuff like that. And then I'd probably have to be forced into them half the time. But, um... <laughs> yeah. And, um... the It was because I don't I think mass for little children is just, it's, we didn't have like a children's uh, readings thing at our church, you know, when they take all the kids away and they, they uh, do like a special reading and explain it to them. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I didn't, I didn't get it, you know? And yeah, so as I got older, um, you know, you start to get a bigger vocabulary and that slowly allows you to hear the like hear the the gospel better and the the readings better and yeah it allows you to understand them more that's a good point it's funny you say that because i was just reading the readings to my son this morning who doesn't have you know a huge vocabulary yet and um i found myself changing the words so that he would Mm -hmm. understand them and thinking wow i should do this all the time you know yeah. we should do this with our kids i all need the it time. sometimes yeah everyone needs it once in a while yeah. i mean i think to it does yourself a disservice if you don't 
try to interpret the words and you don't try to read it and you just go along with it, you're not doing yourself any favors on Sundays uh, from actually, you're barring yourself from actually participating uh, from the liturgy if you're not following and understanding the readings. Yeah. So, what, what about the rest of you? Anybody else had a, um, has your understanding of or appreciation of or willingness to participate in Mass evolved much over the years? I would say absolutely. Um, when you're a younger kid, you really like get to pick and choose what you actually want to hear and what you do not want to hear. And typically most kids, when they get into Mass, have no desire to actually like pay attention or care about what they hear. And as you grow older and you start to understand stuff a little more and, you know, different stuff starts to interest you, it really, like, becomes more interesting and it became a lot more interesting to me and I found myself paying attention a lot more and participating a lot more. What about you, Nate? Yes, I have understood the Mass much better. Um, I now understand how the order and the reasons why we do things. I have also been not distracted so easily as I have in the past by other things around me. I pay attention more easily, easier, and uh, reflect on what Father says. So, you guys, a lot of a lot of your experience has been just basic maturity. Like, mm-hmm. as I get older, as mm-hmm. I understand better, as I pay more attention. You're not going to believe this, but there are many people your age who still don't appreciate mass. They <laughs> are still bored mm-hmm. at mass. So, how how can that be possible? Like, what are we missing? What are we doing wrong? Do you, what do you guys, do you have any tricks or tips or advice for kids who maybe still sit at Mass and think, I don't want to be here, I don't get it, I don't, I don't appreciate this? So uh, the best youth minister in the Diocese of Columbus, Katie Wyatt. Hey, she is also a host of an award-winning radio show. <laughs> yes, I think it's on AIM at 20. It's called Raising Saints, <laughs> which you are listening to right now. Um, and so anyway, what she has always told our confirmation classes is uh, for kids that aren't uh, well-versed on the Mass or why we do the Mass or why the words we say, she always says, every week, find a new sentence or a new phrase that you haven't heard before and think about it through the whole week. So take that, either Google it or ask someone about it or just ponder about it in prayer. But take something that you haven't heard before or something that's new to you. Like, for example, before we say the Our Father, we always say informed by divine teaching. And I had never heard that my entire life until I was in confirmation class. And I thought, that is the coolest sentence of all time. And so something like that, that if you just find week by week, if you find a new thing, uh, in a year or two years, you'll be fully versed on every single word of the Mass. And when you hear it, if you've reflected that, when you hear it, you hear it, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you guys, have you guys ever been to Mass where you've been through the, <laughs> most of the Mass and you really didn't hear anything Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. catch yourself like, did we say the Creed? Has the Creed happened oh yet? Yes. Uh, and then you're trying to like, you think you had like a memory block. So yeah, I mean, but when you find meaning behind the words, when you find a personal connection to the mass, I mean, it just opens up a whole new celebration in it. Jack earlier, I think it was you, Jack, who said something about reading the readings or was that you Blair reading the readings before you go to mass? We actually didn't say, we said it off air, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell you about it now. Um, what, uh, I like to do is you gotta, yeah, you have to read the readings before mass and reflect upon them then, so that then, as uh, Blair said, when you know about what's going to happen, you hear it better, as you said and as Blair said. Um, the What I always like to do, though, even though 
it may make you feel make people feel less intelligent. I don't understand why, but like if you read the re, you find the verses and then read them in a children's Bible, people feel like they shouldn't do that because it's for kids. You know, it's like it's not. It's you know, I wouldn't. I would look uh, dumb if I did something like that. But really, they're just simplifying the words. It's the same message, and they're just simplifying the words. And a lot of the words in the Bible are really hard. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. It uh, really helps if you read from a more simpler text. What else? Any other tips you guys have? Those are good ones. I Excellent. think it is vital that um, when you teach people um, and they fully understand what the Eucharist is, uh, I mean, it just becomes so much more powerful. I mean, it's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think once you get that across, I mean, how could you not want to participate in that? Amen to that. Dominic, what were you going to say? I think the thing that helped me out a lot uh, for trying to better understand or make myself not distracted or bored in Mass was um, participating, actually, within the uh, Mass. Uh, reading along with readings or at least just reading the lyrics to the songs really makes a big difference and helps you not get as bored. I think what also helps is uh, serving in the Mass, being an altar server, our Father has pushed me to do that. At first I didn't want to, but now he's trying to get me back into doing it, and it helps you feel a part of the Mass and recognize what miracles are happening. Also, as an altar server, you can, you have to be tuned in, right? Because the whole church <laughs> is looking at you. Is that is that a real pressure? I was never an altar server. but Definitely. Is yes, it, it is. <laughs> um, and also, there's a lot of things. When you're altar serving, there's a lot of things that... Uh, happened that you ha- I had no idea happened like yeah. when when we're like bringing when they're going around with the collection baskets the priest does uh like washes his hands uh with water and does like a little prayer and I I never knew that before I was an altar server so it gives you a really a cool new perspective on the mass yeah literally and figuratively <laughs> yeah. yeah if you're just joining us you're listening to AM 820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio I'm Katie Wyatt. This is Raising Saints, and we're joined today by Nick, Blair, Jack, Dominic, and Nate. And they're sharing with us sort of their um, appreciation for the Mass and their appreciation for the Eucharist. And we're hoping that the things that they're sharing with you can help you pass them along to your own children and help inspire your own kids uh, to, to just participate more fully in and be more excited about going to Mass I love this quote so much. St. John Vianney said, if we really understood the Mass, we would die of joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How would our church be different if, if every single Catholic who walked into a church to attend Mass truly understood? I mean, assuming that we wouldn't literally die of joy, because yep. then we'd have just <laughs> a church full of people on the ground. But how, <laughs> how, would it, how would it look different if everybody who walked into Mass understood what it was we were doing well the mass is the meeting place of heaven and earth on this world and i think that would be even more clear if every single person was to fully understand the mass i always think the really funny movie quote are you not entertained like when you understand what's happening the mass how can you not be entertained like how can you not think how incredible that is when you fully understand what the celebration of the mass is I like that entertainment analogy, Blair, because the most, I haven't really thought about this before these words are coming out of my mouth, so I hope hope (laughs) it goes all right, but but what's new, really? Okay, so, but the most 
enjoyable entertainment is interactive entertainment, right? Like, so if you go to see a comedian and they're pulling the audience in, I mean, it, it's so, the time goes so fast. It's so funny. It's so enjoyable. It's so, so, so not that the mass is hilarious, but, it, but if we're engaged in it, we don't go to mass to be entertained. That's not the point. No. That's kind of yeah. the problem. You know, we're at a mm-hmm. society who wants to be entertained, but, but it's that same sort of engagement when we understand what we're doing and we're participating fully. Nick, were you trying to say something? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I thought I stepped on you. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. Well, um, that kind of reminds me of the song, uh, How Can I Keep From Singing, if you guys have ever heard it. Um, That's yeah. to be played at my funeral, by the way. Okay. I'm entrusting that information to you, Jack. Okay. I'll okay. Uh, send it to Jesus. Um, okay. the, <laughs> the, uh, the final line... <laughs> <laughs> The final line of that song is, or the chorus is, since love is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? And it's kind of like, when I look around at Mass now, as it is in present, there's a lot of people who don't sing during, like, the songs and, like, just kind of sit there and wait till the end. And that's like, once you truly uh, understand it, you know, how could you keep from singing? You know what I mean? Uh, I... Probably gonna have to help me on this one, but there's someone that said uh, singing is like praying twice. Or was that Dave? Was that Saint Augustine? Saint Augustine. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. It's true because uh, you know you can pray, but if you're singing, you're. I feel like it's like fully like committing yourself and um, praising God for what He's given you and the blessings that you have. Okay. Understanding also that the songs are prayers. I think a lot of people probably uh, think they're just kind of buffer time, or like the pre- something has to happen when the priest is walking yeah. down. So like, why don't <laughs> hey, we sing? Let's sing a song. <laughs> but Dominic, you said at the beginning, like listening to the words that we're singing. It, sometimes for me, when I'm struggling to pray, like productively. This sounds so stupid. I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but I will sing my prayers. I'll sort of just like chant my prayers, obviously by myself in the car or whatever, but it slows me down for one thing. And it makes me think more about what I'm saying. And some of the songs are so poetic and they're like perfect prayers. They're beautiful prayers. So I agree with that hundred percent, Dominic, like the words for me help me get more fully engaged in the mass. What are, what are some, um, misconceptions or criticisms you've heard about the mass either from your catholic Mm -hmm. friends who don't want to go or non-catholic friends who don't understand what we're doing what are some of the common ones so i think the new wave of uh, a lot of non-denominational churches like um hillsong for example they have great songs um but not to criticize them but their uh way of worship is very uh, lots of lights lots of special effects lots of projection lots of you know, music and dancing. And some of that is good praise. Uh, and so they look at the Catholic Mass and they say it's sad and stoic and slow and boring. And I think um, people uh, don't understand that the reason why it is like that sometimes is because of how serious and just how uh, much faith we're having and how much um, importance this has on our life. And that's why sometimes the quietness uh, can be actually some of the biggest praise we can give because we're humbling ourselves. What are some other criticisms you guys have heard? Um, I've always noticed a huge one is uh, transubstantiation. 
Um, a lot of people don't believe that, uh, you know, the Eucharist turns into the actual body of God, like, um, or the body and blood of Christ. And um, a lot of people will tell us that that's, tell me that that's gross. And like, you know, that's understandable. You know what I mean? But you've got to find, we need to find a way to understand, like explain to them that it's, it's more than just like eating some dude's skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the irony in that is, Often the people who are most critical of that are the most like Bible-based Christians. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's that's where we get that teaching right straight mm-hmm. out of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think we start there. Like every Catholic who doesn't understand Eucharist, send them to John six and have them read it a couple times, and then tell me how it does <laughs> how it's something other than what it is. You know. Um, what about so? Have you ever been to a mass where the music was bad or the homily was boring? Yes. Yes. Only Nick has been to a mass <laughs> yes, where the music. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was. It was not our church. St. John Newman's great. And okay. It yeah. Obviously, wasn't church I'm of the resurrection. Sorry. That's why you are hesitant to answer. Uh, obviously, this has not happened at your home parishes, but maybe if you've been traveling or something, have you? Well, I I couldn't say it was a bad homily, but the thing was is that the guy had such a thick accent that I could not understand. Okay, so you couldn't participate in that regard yes yeah and so it was it was quite hard you know so you just got to find a way to like pray in other ways during that time because i feel like i want to be listening but i just i just couldn't like understand him so praying during that time instead right so what are this praise be to god this is not the case at many of the churches here in our diocese but at many churches this is a, a problem, mm-hmm. right? The music is unsingable or like you're at a funeral and the homily is, you can't stay tuned in. So how can we make that not matter? I, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it totally matters. Like you've also been to a mass where the music has been awesome and the then the priest has been a fabulous celebrant and that it makes all the difference. But what if you don't have that? How How can you, how can that be okay? Nick, are you getting ready? I think... It's important to know that um, I don't want to say it's not the most important, but um, I think that it, you shouldn't um, judge a mass based on those factors. I think um, a miracle happens every mass, no matter what, and uh, just knowing that, and uh, if the music is bad or it was a bad homily or whatever. <clears throat> Just uh, offering that up to God and, um, uh, I guess, sacrificing that because Jesus did so much more for us on the cross. Also, Nick, are you musical? Mm, I wish. Do you sing? Uh, I mean, I sing. It's not very good. <laughs> we could find out right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> do any of you do liturgical? Nate, you're an altar server. Anybody else do any liturgical ministries? I mean, I serve. I serve as well, yeah. You both are servers too, right? Yeah, so th- that's an that's an awesome thing we can do. Like, what a blessing to have lay ministries where we can mm-hmm. be EOMs or we can be lectors or we can be altar servers or we get, like, we can be in the music ministry. We mm-hmm. can participate to help. Um, like, if we have joyful lay people who are celebrating the Eucharist while we're participating, that makes a big difference too. Um. What about 
the robotic way that many of us go through mass. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a lot of, yeah, uh, a lot of sitting there and waiting for it to be over. As I said earlier, you know, people are, they'll go up and t- receive communion and then just go sit down. And that's the only time they ever get up and really do anything during mass. And our priest has told us often that like singing is like in a really important part of mass and it's basically just like not saying that our father or not receiving communion or something like that it's just like taking yourself out of where you are for a minute and that yeah that and letting it be between you and god and not between well let me let me fix what i'm about to say right because mass <laughs> we come together as a community that's that's the point of mass right it's not be it's not just between god and myself right but if i'm feeling insecure about how i'm singing or how i'm saying the prayers or whatever at that moment i do have to kind of shut people out around me and just make sure that i can proclaim the prayers sing the songs right without be- feeling insecure without yeah nick go. um i think that a lot of people get comfortable going to mass and going through the motions they're not um i guess willing to push themselves to um actually get anything out of mass or participate fully in mass um and i think um back to like the making it like individual i think that's important um because like knowing when to do that and when to make it like a community thing i think I have a really good example of um, kind of what you're talking about, Nick, and also just it relates to how we can help other people not be, not go through mass kind of so rotely. Um, I made a pledge to myself and to God that I would never say the creed rotely ever, mm-hmm. anytime that I'm at mass. And the reason I did that is because we do this morning of reflection for our confirmation candidates where we go through the whole creed and I challenge them not to say it in a rote way, like forgetting what we're saying, forgetting that Christians died to profess and still die to profess what we profess. So in such a bored, you know, yeah. sort of yeah. blase. So, um, so one day I was at mass and I was just professing the creed and I wasn't trying to be dramatic about it. And I wasn't trying to call attention to it. I just like, this was my own little personal quest. And the woman in front of me turned around and said, thank you for professing the creed. I needed to hear that. <laughs> I didn't know I was being that loud. I guess, I, I mean, I don't think I was being super loud, just like she was listening to me truly profess mm-hmm. the creed. So th- that's something we can do. It had never occurred yeah. to me that the way we participate in mass makes an impact on the people around us. So and I think also go for it. kind of going full circle to our conversation, um, every single word in the mass uh, is not by accident. It wasn't just people sitting around thinking, hey, this would be fun or this is efficient or something like that. It is divinely inspired through sacred texts and sacred traditions of the one holy and Catholic apostolic church. And so I think finding that and understanding that uh, it allows you to stay more focused and it keeps you more focused because uh, at the Church of Resurrection, like Katie said, we do go through every single line of the Nicene Creed. And it makes you realize that every single line, there's no buffers, there's no fluff words, there's no things that were just put in there to fill time. Every single word matters. Everything's a fundamental lesson in our faith. 
Yeah, a response to heresy. Uh, let's get this straight so there's no confusion. Yeah, it's so important. <laughs> and yeah, like you can't get to the end of the creed and think, wait, did like you said earlier, Blair, wait, did we say the creed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. Um, we just have a couple more minutes. So I would love if you if you all would like to share what your favorite part of the Mass is. However you want to do it. Uh, my favorite part of the Mass is receiving Eucharist. Uh, just getting that feeling that it's the body of Christ and the blood of Christ that you get to receive it. And I think that's the most important part of Mass. Uh, my favorite part of the Mass is the Gospel as well as the homily. Um, the Gospel has always been an incredible thing to listen to for me, and to be able to really understand it is really good. My favorite part of the Mass is probably the singing. Um, I've always at least thought I had a good singing voice, and you know, it's good to be in a place where it's totally okay to sing, and it's like at home sometimes they... You know, people people don't like it when I sing. What? But at Matt, I know. Uh, <laughs> but at Mass, it's you know, it's expected of you, so it, it's it feels much better. So mine, you you might laugh at it because it's the final blessing and the exit hymn, and it's not because it's over. It's because in my mind, that's the marching orders for the week. It's the final time where it ends. It Church of the Resurrection music ministry always kills it with the last hymn. It's always awesome. And so when you sing it and you end it like that, you're ready to start your week. Your week has begun after that. Blair, did it used to be your favorite part when you were little because it meant Mass was over? <laughs> Always my favorite part, but now yeah, but it's my favorite part reasons. because of that. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Blair because um, I think that uh, it's just like that point when everyone's like unified together and ready to go out and uh, change the world, I guess. Thank you all for sharing. My favorite part is when we uh, join our voices with every angel and every saint and sing the holy holy i get chills almost every week that is just awesome um all right we're done we're out of time thank you for being here with us nick and blair and jack and dominic and nate you guys are awesome thank you for sharing your reflections on the mass we are so blessed that you are here today so uh let's pray in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit amen Precious Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. We could never thank you enough for the gift of the Eucharist, for the gift of the Mass, for the glimpse you give us week after week, day after day, if we choose, of heaven. Help us to participate fully and joyfully and to never take it for granted. In your precious name we pray, Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to award-winning Raising Saints. On AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, I'm Katie Wyatt. And until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he